Badger fans, and welcome to another edition of Bucky's Fifth Podcast. A little bit of an emergency edition of Bucky's Fifth Podcast, given the recent announcement with the Big Ten. So before we get into the conversation surrounding the Big Ten, uh, essentially canceling all non-conference competitions and going to a conference-only schedule, I'm going to give you guys kind of a rundown of our podcast schedule, because Matt and I actually recorded our episode for next week, um, this afternoon, and then a couple hours later, this all started to come to fruition, and the Big Ten kind of announced these changes after we recorded it. So our episode for Monday is going to be some questions surrounding college football, similar to the one that came out on when or uh, this past Monday. Uh, so that'll be uh, similar to Wisconsin. We have questions about Wisconsin and the football team. That one won't really change, and then this one coming out. Uh, the 13th of July, uh, whenever you guys are listening to that, uh, will be about just questions for college football in general. Most of those will still hold up. Uh, it doesn't really change the fact now that this new announcement, but we wanted to hop on quick and just kind of talk about this in you know emergency style fashion uh, to kind of get some instant reaction uh, for the podcast because it would make very little sense if you guys listen to the podcast that comes out next Monday and we didn't uh, have something that talked about this because it's pretty groundbreaking major news. So, Matt, how are you doing today, and what did you make of uh, this big announcement about the Big Ten? Yeah, I'm doing good. I mean, it it definitely caught me off guard just be because of the suddenness. There wasn't necessarily any, um, you know, usually with when you have an earthquake, there's usually little things that lead to it. Um, but but here you you can definitely see that uh, the Big Ten has been mulling this for a while and and kind of was willing to plant their flag in the dirt and and be the first ones to do it. I know we had we have talked at nauseum about the Ivy Leagues and, and kind of their impact, but. But this is this is definitely something that is going to be noteworthy. I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, we, we've talked a little bit of, about, uh, at least on social media and in our Slack channel, about kind of some of the things that don't make sense about it, and we'll get into that further. But but man, this is this is big time, and it, and it does kind of highlight some of the major questions that we have in that upcoming podcast. So I think uh, if if you are uh, listening to this one and your and more questions bubble up, I think that's going to be a really good podcast to listen to because you're not alone, and we're, we're we talk about a lot of the questions that uh, are are still up for grabs because of kind of some of the shifting landscapes across college football. Yeah, exactly. When you think about it, you know, the the questions that we kind of had, we kind of prefaced it, kind of expecting this decision to maybe come or some decision. So we started to kind of ask these questions, you know, how would it, how will it impact certain conferences and certain things like that? So we were kind of looking into the future and uh, asking some questions. And now, unfortunately, the Big Ten kind of confirmed uh, some premonitions that we had that, you know, these non-conference games in all sports, not just football, uh, will be canceled for the, for the fall, which of course for the Badgers means the uh, two home contests between Appalachian State and Southern Illinois will be gone, uh, as well as the major contest against Notre Dame. And I think that one is 
probably the most interesting, of course. You know, any home game with Camp Randall is going to be disappointing to lose. Uh, but this Notre Dame game is is really confusing me because you look at the Badgers' schedule. Uh, they're going to travel 845 miles to College Park, Maryland, uh, but won't be able to take on Notre Dame. Even if you played it in South Bend, that's about 200-plus miles away. Uh, Indiana's going to travel to Camp Randall and travel almost 415 miles uh, but this Notre Dame game is probably going to be you know, gone by the wayside. So things like that are going to be interesting to pay attention to. What Notre Dame and some other independents do is going to be uh, very interesting as well. Uh, you think about a team that, you know, the Big Ten isn't going to be the only team or only conference that does this. Uh, I would expect, you know, by all, uh, I, I can't imagine the Big Ten being the only conference to do it, and the others will probably follow suit in some fashion. But what happens to independents is going to be interesting, and that's just, uh, the first domino in kind of what will be probably a wacky, wacky college football season. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be new, uh, which, I mean, in all honesty, it's it's going to be exciting to, to a certain extent just because there is so much movement, there is so much differentiation going on across college football. I, I think you look at Notre Dame, they'll probably slide over and play most of their games with the ACC just because of kind of their, their natural uh, – connections they have with them with basketball and and their football schedule in general. I I think it's really going to be fascinating for some of these FCS teams and for the lower level group of five teams, how they're going to have to scramble to find different teams to play against. You know, you, you brought up Appalachian State, for example, they're going to have to find somebody else to fill that slot. And if all the other P5s are going in a different direction, it, it makes it a little bit tougher to, to kind of schedule that. I also think it's not uh, out of the realm of possibility. I know in, in, in the Big Ten's statement that we got via email, you, you could also see that maybe there's going to be some shifting in the schedules. I know that there was talk of some of the schedules might shift in order to get everybody in. They want to front load this stuff as much as possible with division games because those are most important. So, it might be something where, yes, the Badgers were supposed to go to Maryland, but maybe Maryland, uh, they don't do that. Maybe instead uh, someone a little bit closer gets uh, bumped into the Badger schedule or there's some shifts within that. I, I think anything's on the table here because there is such a, a wider um, – Opening for teams, a lot of those early games outside of Wisconsin, Indiana in week one uh, and, and some others are, are pretty open in that space. So you can kind of shift some games forward where teams are, are both playing against teams um, in non-con to, to make things happen. So I think it's going to be fascinating to see how the, the schedules get re- refilled because it, I doubt they're going to just leave it at nine. I'm guessing they're going to probably try to get some of those games in there to, to make it around 10 or something like that. But uh, I, I think then the next question is how many of these games actually happen? And, mm-hmm. and so I think, I think there's a, a lot to unpack here. And, and I think this is, this is a fun podcast because we're, it's a lot of conjecture, but there's, there's so many different ways that the Big Ten could attack this now, given this shift. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to watch. And, of course, you're going to keep seeing changes throughout. You know, as soon as we put this podcast out, there's probably going to be something new, uh, a new link, a wrinkle, a new layer, um, a change that might be announced. And, of course, like I said, other conferences are going to kind of follow suit on this, I would guess. So it's going to be something to continually pay attention to and how the Badger schedule shifts around 
And if and when, you know, if this gets changed again, will be interesting to see. I like what you said about, uh, you know, maybe changing some of those conference games or getting it to 10. You know, you think for Wisconsin, you essentially lose two home games uh, for, you know, in the non-conference. You pick up a 10th game and that gets to be a Camp Randall. And how do you move that around? It's going to be fascinating to watch. And now the the tough part for the Big Ten really starts because they've made the announcement, they've, they've drawn and, and kind of made their plan, which it sucks, of course, to lose. You know, you're losing two games at Camp Randall. You're going to lose a big game uh, against Notre Dame that people have been looking forward to for years. But I do applaud the Big Ten for, for making a decision and running with it. Uh, I know it's probably not the decision that people want to hear and want to have, but at the same time, I, I think I speak for both of us in some way that we were kind of uh, wondering when something was actually going to happen, kind of getting tired of the the waiting and the, you know, somebody's got to make a decision. Who's it going to be? I don't want it to be me. I, I applaud the Big Ten for, you know what, saying this is what we're going to do. This is what we feel is our best interest uh, to get this thing going and hopefully play some football in the fall. Um, so I give them credit for that. And, of course, it stinks. But at the same time, you know, now we at least have a plan. Uh, they can start to work on the logistics of stuff. And hopefully, you know, we can get uh, some football games. And, you know, watching Big Ten football isn't the worst thing. It's better than no football. So hopefully, uh, fingers crossed, that's this plan that they just announced today is, is one that sticks. Yeah, and I mean, and it goes across uh, the sports uh, genre. I mean, you've got men's and women's cross country, field hockey, um, soccer, both men's and women's, and women's volleyball, um, all kind of on the docket in the fall that are, are moving to this schedule. And I, I thought in, in looking and parsing through um, the actual email, you can look at I like this line, and it makes sense based off what you were saying, what they're saying in this. By limiting competitions to other Big Ten institutions, the conference will have the greatest flexibility to adjust its own operations throughout the season and make quick decisions in real time based on the most current evolving pandemic advice and the fluid nature of the uh, pandemic. Noting that, hey, this is ever evolving. That right now, it, this, it, instead of being in a very reactionary approach, really close to when it's decision time, let's figure out what's a, a decision we can make now to help get things ready so that we can put some of these pieces in place before we in, instead have to make this decision and then another decision and everything else at the same time. So I, I think it makes a lot of sense by the Big Ten here. I, I, I like that um, if any athletes um, or don't want to participate, they don't have to, and that their scholarship is still honored and they remain still in good standing with the team. It's not going to be teams getting guys getting creamed all over the place because of the simple nature of they didn't want to play, they didn't want to risk their health, whether they have um, underlying health conditions of their own and whatnot or family members that they have to worry about. I think that's great uh, within the conference that they made that a particular thing. But what's interesting, and at the very end of it, they snuck it in. I don't know if – did you read the whole thing? I did not. I was writing up an article for our website on it, so I hadn't had a chance to read the whole thing. So it says at the very bottom, as we continue to focus on how to play this season in a safe and responsible way, based on the best advice of medical experts, we are also prepared not to play in order to ensure health, safety, and wellness of our student-athletes oh, yeah. should the circumstances so dictate. So Adam Augustine, assistant commissioner, put this out, and they're, they're, they're still leaving that out there. They're putting it out into the space for people to see that, hey, this is a real possibility as well. So, But I, I still think this is the right move. I know that there's 
definitely going to be hurdles that have to be figured out, but I think it's the right move as things currently stand, the way things are progressing around coronavirus, and as a um, as a country right now where we're at. But at the same time, I, I seen that right there in your face at the very end after you read it through. It's kind of like, ah, they left that little loophole there saying, hey, this is also a real possibility that it might not even happen in the first place. Yeah, it's disappointing for sure when you see that. I did not catch that at the end. I was skimming through it when I was writing the article, and, and that's a big one to kind of pick up on. And to sneak it in there at the end is is smart. But I, I agree with you too. You know, it is probably the right decision when you look at you know you look at Major League Baseball. Uh, they're they're essentially doing you know the the divisions that are close in the Central. Uh, kind of in that regional hub, and people kind of expected college football to maybe take a similar approach when that was kind of announced. You look at the NBA, you know, doing the the bubble in Orlando to limit travel. Uh, you you kind of expected college football to maybe adapt and do something like that. I think conference only football is certainly going to be one that will change it, but at the same time, it's not going to be uh, you know hopefully the a, a major change on that re- you know regard that. Of course, you're going to lose some important games, but hopefully you can still, you know, crown a champion, figure out a way to incorporate it with the rest of the NCAA's plan, uh, and and roll out some, you know, conference games. So right now, it's not the best we could have, but it's better than the alternative, which is no football. But that is certainly still an option. And until uh, things start to calm down and, uh, you know, relax in terms of cases and things like that, it's going to be something that's on the table. Uh, but I think right now uh, it's a decision that had to be made and it's something that they can at least run with until they have to make another you know change or decision. Yeah, and I, I think if you were watching right now, um, we talked about, uh, you'll see later on in, in the podcast coming up Monday, I talked about um, some household appliances and, and how this works. <laughs> but but uh, I think it's actually happening pretty quickly here. Nicole Auerbach, who's been on this, doing a really good job with it. Um, I, I put into our group that I, I love the, the mansplaining that's going on of, of guys like Pat Forty saying, I can confirm what she's saying when everybody got the freaking email, dude. Um, so that was kind of annoying. But she also went out and said that uh, they're expecting, that she's expecting the Pac-12 to follow suit, that they're already having those conversations and it's supposed to happen in the next couple of days. And, um, and then there is also now conversations of the ACC potentially doing that as well. So it's, it seems like that's the move, uh, that the ACC happening based off of what Brett McMurphy was reporting. So it's definitely something to watch, and it seems like that's the next wave that's happening in, the, in this pandemic and ways that teams are going to adjust. And that way they can be on the for, forefront of maybe moving and shifting some of these schedules around. So I think it makes a lot of sense. I'm, I'm excited to see it. I'm wondering how it'll, um, if it's going to lead to the expansion of the conference schedules, like if it's going to be something to where teams might go from the, do this more often. You, you look at the way that the Big 12 does it, that's, they, they play each other. They play everybody. It's, it's not something that's out of the question for the Big Ten to be able to do that. And so um, it, it's, it's going to be interesting. Obviously, 14 Big Ten teams, you're, you're about one game short from being able to play everybody. But I, I think it's, it's going to be fascinating to see the scheduling gymnastics that's got to go down for this. Yeah, it is going to be. And you think about it, you know, the Badgers, of course, opening with the Big Ten game, how that's going to change. You know, you're going to have essentially – 
three, you know, you've got the opener in the Big Ten, then you've got the two non-conference games, which will essentially now be open uh, to plug some games in. But then you had the Michigan game, and then you came back for the Notre Dame game. So you're going to have, at least in Wisconsin's sake, some room to, to move things around. But you have to, you know, figure out a way to make it equal for everybody that all 14 teams have a balanced schedule in terms of the same number of games, uh, you know, same number of other division opponents. Of course, Wisconsin is going to play all of the Big Ten West, but right now you've got Indiana, Maryland, and Michigan out of the East. Do they pick up another uh, opponent like that uh, out of the East? I don't know. So all of that's going to be interesting to watch if they maybe try to get a, a tenth game in there. And when you think about the other conferences, uh, you know, similar situations probably going to come um, from the remainder of the conferences. Like you already mentioned the Pac-12. Uh, you look at the SEC is probably going to be one that is, is going to hold out for normal football uh, the long, as long as they can. But I, I don't see, you know, I don't see all conferences being on, on different wavelengths. I think they're all going to kind of follow suit. Uh, so it's kind of it's going to be interesting for conferences like, you know, the Big 12 that don't have uh, as many teams to, and how they kind of balance it out. How does that affect them? These are all questions that uh, we're going to have and that we kind of talked about uh, on the future podcast for Monday. Uh, just kind of about how this is going to ripple effect across the country and and change college football, the traditional college football as we know it. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's something that could totally tilt things moving forward. You know, there's the cliche saying of the new normal by a lot of people like are using that, um, myself included at times, that things have changed and oftentimes there's things that just stay the same. Like if, if, you can clean the carts at the grocery store. Why haven't we been doing that in the first place? Um, for One thing that I'm interested in, and I don't mean to keep belaboring the scheduling part, is that I wonder if they're going to really try to keep it at where teams are getting their same allotment of home games and away games because I think that's a, a fascinating way to look at it just because – Obviously, there's not as much money tied into be having that home game now that you would normally happen, um, especially if people can't go to bars, bring in those extra money to businesses and whatnot, concessions and everything. But if they do, you're looking at basically week two, September 12th, they, they, Michigan State is at BYU. You've got Ohio State at Oregon. You've got Penn State at Virginia Tech, and you've got Rutgers against Syracuse at home. So that would lead me to believe that they're going to get one of yep. those one of those uh, better teams in that side of the division. And then the following week when they are uh, at home as well, you look at Rutgers, they're at Temple. So that might be a logical place where they would be able to fit them in as well. Um, so – I'm not saying that that's exactly how it would be, but that would be a move that would make sense, that you might end up playing Michigan State or Penn State in, in week two, and then the following week you get Rutgers. Um, I think, uh, at a selfish point, that would be really fun, like to, yeah. to see them play Penn State, um, to see them then beat the living you-know-what out of Rutgers would be fun. So uh, I think there's a lot of good things that could come of this um, outside of, not being able to go to Lambeau and, and kind of everything that would have gone with that. But I, I think at this point, it's just trying to see how many games you can fit in the schedule is really the main the main crux of everything going on. Yeah, I mean, now that this announcement has kind of been made, it's going to be up to, you know, the people across the conference and, you know, the, the smart people to try and figure out a, you know, it's essentially a puzzle now. You know, you've got open weeks, you've got teams, sometimes it's going to work uh, you know, in, in certain places, and now you just got to plug it in to try and make it uh, equal as you can for everyone. Of course, it's going to be difficult to completely have it perfectly balanced. Nobody planned 
uh, for this to happen, so they'll do the best that they can. But there's probably going to be – I would think they'd want to get at least to everybody to 10 games. You know, you've got three weeks open now. Uh, so I would think they'd want to get, you know, one of those games in there. So maybe you do get a, a Penn State or you get a Rutgers – uh, it, someone that maybe you haven't uh, seen a lot of. You know, Penn State is a team that the Badgers, in, you know, in the regular season haven't seen, uh, you know, that often. You know, it's not a year-after-year year thing. You know, they've seen a lot of Michigan these last few years. Maybe you pick up uh, another West team like that. So definitely interesting to watch and, and see what's going to be picked up. I know we're losing some big games. You know, out of conference, you lose uh, Ohio State going to Oregon, Michigan going to Seattle, things like that. But Hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, you know, of course, that we're playing a season, but hopefully you're, you're going to pick up some sort of game to, to make it, you know, balanced, and then the rest of the conferences can kind of you know, be on the same playing field, and hopefully you can still crown a champion at the end of the year. I don't know how this will work, of course, you know, down the road, you know, if it, with a playoff implication, things like that, or how it's going to work with bowl games. I mean, travel all over for bowl games, maybe that's just going to be scrapped, but Definitely a lot that's going to play out over these next couple of weeks, and this is probably just the first domino in a long line uh, that's going to be falling here soon. Yeah, there's there's undoubtedly more information that's going to be coming out, more information coming out from different conferences of how they're uh, planning to move forward with everything. But but definitely this is a major step by the Big Ten to to kind of say, hey, this is where we're at. This is the the way that things are looking currently in in the conference. I think it would actually make sense if they just did played ten games and just were and understood that to leave those open games in there, maybe make one more game pulling from. Uh, the other side of the conference to, to make that work uh, for each team. But but really, I think if you're trying to get all 12, and it's going to be tough with, with the schedule. And really, I just there's just so much to unpack with all this that I'm hoping that uh, things actually happen with football because I think it would be fascinating to cover this year and, and fascinating to watch. Uh, you could get your Big Ten, uh, Pac-12 after dark uh, on uh, at each – each uh, day of the week, maybe, as they're trying to, to get things stretched out a little bit more and, and really try to fit games in into weird spots. I think it, it could be a lot of fun to see the creativity that bubbles out of this this shift be all brought about because of coronavirus. Yeah, they're going to have to be creative. When I mean, you think about it, maybe you get to 10 games, you leave the other weeks open in case you know something happens where if a team gets a, uh, some cases or things like that, maybe you want more you know built-in flexibility to the schedule. I don't know. It's going to take uh, you know some serious manpower and some brain power to finagle a schedule that works for everybody. But definitely going to be something interesting to watch uh, as we get going. We'll of course update you guys uh, on the podcast here, but we wanted to hop on and do an instant reaction to the news uh and like i said we'll have some other uh, questions that kind of go off of this on monday show anything else you want to touch on otherwise we'll uh cut the emergency podcast kind of loose here yeah um i guess there was also the Badgers went ahead and offered james graham um a rising four-star kid in the 2021 class out of wisconsin really talented playmaker uh forward which doesn't necessarily fit what the badgers need uh, to fill up the class, but maybe Greg Gard is just going for a uh, best available here and really just trying to bring in another uh, really, really, really talented kid, a four-star kid um, out of your backyard. It's going to be tough to see if to see the Badgers winning that battle because he's got offers from all over the place. He's also receiving interest from like Florida and North Carolina and whatnot. So I, I think it's going to be fascinating to to follow that recruitment moving forward as well. 
that's a good one to add, something that kind of broke late after we recorded for our episode for next week. So definitely something uh, to touch on as Greg Gard continues to try and make some splashes uh, in the recruiting front. You know, he's been after some some big names over the last uh, week and a half or so, and that's definitely something to pay attention to and, and see if maybe the Badgers can uh, you know make a, a big splash on the recruiting front. All right. Well, I think that pretty much wraps up our emergency pod. Uh, so like we said, guys, at the beginning of the show, we'll have a show out on Monday, uh, essentially kind of going off of this announcement, just some questions that we have for the college football season. Probably even plays a little bit better now that uh, it's likely this is all going to happen. Uh, so stick with us. Some of the stuff might sound a little dated because we did record before the announcement, but I think you guys will still enjoy it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, everybody have a good weekend and, uh, look forward to hopefully some big 10 only football and big 10 only, uh, sports as the season goes on. Uh, thank you guys as always for listening on Wisconsin.